What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Why well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. podcast and I have a special guest and I'm going to allow him to introduce himself now. What's going on y'all? It's your boy Trey Ballet, um, Chicago-based artist, entertainer, content creator, just to give you a little bit about myself. Awesome. And I'm honored to be here today. Thank you, thank you. So we were just talking about how I was saying that I had seen that she had put a record out that I'm going to play later on in the show. Um, and um, the record was melody and i seen that a, i guess it was last year um or the top of this year i had remember seeing that i seen it on youtube and then to today or yesterday when i was going to go pick some songs or whatever i, I was saying i didn't realize that you had so much music out um so tell us a little bit about that um so you know i've been experimenting testing new sounds here and there throughout my life but uh what kind of got me into music Basically, I watched my cousin do a song one day. He's always in the studio. You know, he always has he has his own little home studio. I'm always about 11 years old. I just saw him walk in there. He passes me the mic. I just froze up. Um, I didn't know what I was doing, but, you know, it was just something to give me something different, something to test something different. So I kind of fell in love with it right then and there. Um I didn't really take it that serious, but I knew I had a gift. Um, poetry was always something that I loved growing up. Um, so I moved to Atlanta back in 2015. Um, once I moved to Atlanta, didn't really know a lot of folks, but uh, it was a new environment. Um, I kind of brought the music topic back to the scene. Um, I started writing a little bit, started freestyling a little bit. Um, I put out a project under another name called Trey TM. Y'all probably can find some songs under that name online. Um but they probably won't sound as good as the records that I put out today. Uh, in 2017, I want to say that was the year that really, like, it got me like, yeah, I know that I have something here and I need to really take it serious. So from 2017 and on, I've been perfecting my craft. Um, I moved back to Illinois back in 2018, and I just felt like I was on go mode from right there. Like, I just was releasing, releasing, releasing. Um, I released two EPs in that year. I released a LP the following year, and I've released one album under my belt. Um, I am currently working on my second album, so I hope to have that out this year. Well, that's amazing. I did like I, so I, I feel like my this podcast is about everybody else, but myself. Um, granted, I want the podcast to sound more like a conversation rather than an interview. Um, but um, I've been working in the music industry here and there um, for the past, it's been a minute. It's just like, I want to say since right out of high school. So, And I'm older than I look. So um, a good 15 years or more or whatever. And I've worked with artists such as like Kay Michelle and, you know, just a number of other artists. And I, uh, you know, 
wanted to, because I, I don't know, I feel like with the music industry, once you're not, if you don't hit or get it to a certain level or whatever, or you're not where you want to be or whatever, you really have to love it to stay in it. Um, so with you putting out so much music and gaining traction, like what motivates you to really, really stay focused on this? Um, honestly, what motivates me, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I love putting out music. I love working on music. I'm kind of having writer's block right now because I've written so many songs. Um, but what motivates me and what kind of inspires me with my music, um, pretty much life, you know, you could take a life situation and you could turn it into something, you know, it's you, it, everything is an option to me. That's just how I live life. You either take that road or you take that road. Sometimes you have a straight road, but sometimes it gets a little hard. So you don't know which road to take. And that's kind of how I think about my music. Um, it could be a relationship. It could be um, a friendship. It could be how my day has been, regardless of someone else's actions. Uh, I'm just inspired by a lot. I could, I could be watching a show and I might see something that m- makes sense to me. Um that's pretty much how I come up with my thought process when it comes to writing down lyrics or just freestyling. Um, but I love telling the story in music. I feel like that lets me get over a lot of things. Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like I always tell people that music, I feel it's like the the gap between uh, heaven and earth, in a sense, um, or just that outer realm and earth, if you, don't, if you guys don't believe in uh, God or in any of that. But for me, it's like, really what helps me with everything cope or you know going through something or whatever i'll just put on a song and then you know just feel it and then like recently i know that um and i'm not even going through anything like that but recently um one of my friends was going through something and um i know sarah is your girl and um i uh was listening to i bet and i was like this just hits like it ain't my situation but this song just hits different now like (laughs) Um, so, yeah, yeah, and then when I was listening to your stuff, I was actually, um, pleasantly surprised, because everybody do music nowadays, um, and you have a good tone when you rap and everything, your flow's good, and, like, some of the artists, I'm not gonna name no names, that are out right now, aren't, aren't that good, (laughs) that are popping are not really that good, (laughs) that's just my, my opinion, I ain't gonna name no names, um, and... (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not talking about what, what I said the other day about homegirl either. I'm not talking about her. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> so um, while we're here, let's get into one of your songs before I you know, get into some more questions and we can talk some more. So this one is the one that I spoke about early, earlier, uh, Melody. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about that before I play it. All right, so... Um... I don't know if I should keep repeating or not up in here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So um, melody, the whole process behind melody. Um, pretty much, I just um, I'm, I'm a Scorpio. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'm a Scorpio, and you know, one of our one of our drives is sexual intercourse. You know, we we're very sexual people by nature. Um, we say the most sexual shit here and there. I, I mean, I honestly believe that. Um, And I just felt like this song was driven by that. You know, uh, I was a man who was celibate for many years. Um, I was celibate for six years. And once I broke my celibacy, I kind of wrote a couple of songs about it. Um, 
this just happened to be one of those records that I did write. I held on to this record for about a half year or a year. Um, and it just basically talks about like, let's create, let's create this magic. Like, let's, you know what time it is. Like, let's do this. So that's the melody's on the bottom. All right, well, let's get into this. This is Melody. <laughs> the song that I what was saying earlier that I heard from you that I was like oh he actually does music and he's actually decent um I don't exactly know I know where I found you at on on Twitter but I don't know exactly how you popped up on my timeline um and then I feel like the wrestling community is basically how I found you and I um I don't know I don't have really any friends that, that actually watch wrestling or or play the games or, or anything like that. Um, so it's always it's for me it's really cool to be you know kind of a part of a community that you have like mindedness. Um, how has the community be treat has been treating you? Because I've seen like sometimes people just be nasty for no no reason whatsoever. You know what? <laughs> Honestly. Uh... If I can tell my story real quick, I, when I originally came into the wrestling community, like, don't get me wrong, I've been a fan of wrestling since, 
since I was a baby. Um, my family grew up on it. I just so happened to like keep the legacy going. Um, I'm still young, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm old here, <laughs> but, um, I just decided to keep the legacy going. Uh, and then I just found a passion for creating, you know, like I always wanted to be an artist, but I felt like I could never be that because I didn't know how to draw growing up. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, then you have WWE 2K and they're giving us so many options of how to create and I've always had a mind to be artistic but I just like I said I just didn't know how to draw so I kind of put my passion into that figuring out how to do different things and um I took my passion and put it in the game and I just so grew a fan base like I never asked for a fan base you know I never asked for the things that I got um it just so naturally came that way I just think things took a turn for me honestly when I didn't really get people you know, exactly what they wanted, or if I turned down certain things, um, that's when I noticed that the so-called fans started turning on me. And it was just, it wasn't no turning back after that, you know, like I could plead my case all day, but people are already going to pick what they want to pick. You know, they're always, they're already going to think what they want to think. They already have their mind made up. You know, you have a lot of people who just basically follow other people. I don't know why um, or what that does for them. But um, that's kind of how my name got slandered these days. Um, you know, I can own up and say there is some things that I have said that I shouldn't have said. But at the end of the day, how I truly feel, um, if you mess with me, I'm going to mess right back. <laughs> so don't don't say nothing negative to me if you think I'm not going to say nothing negative back because I'm definitely coming back. So if you think you're going to say something, I'm not coming back, think twice. <laughs> <laughs> I got into some some Twitter squabbles back in the day, um, and they actually banned me for a little while because I guess I, I went too hard on somebody. Um, mm-hmm. And it'd it be like that sometimes, though. Like, but I'd be seeing that I'm just like, literally, you just ask a simple question and people just start hating, and I'm just like, what? Like, you know, people ain't got nothing better to do than just to hate on people. It's crazy. Right. Crazy to me. So I'm going to ask you a question that I ask everybody, and it's one of my favorite questions to ask. But if you could have an intimate dinner with three people, um, whether they're living or not, who would those three people be and what would be the conversation at hand? Now, when we say legend, are we talking about music or are we talking about... Any, anybody in the world. <laughs> um... If I can have dinner with three people, um, from the music world, of course, I love Sierra. I would love to be at dinner with her. I, I have so many things I want to do with her, but we're not even going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> that would be one. Um, do they have to be alive? No. Okay, so uh, Michael Jackson would be another. Um, I fell in love with Michael Jackson. Um, he was like, I'm not going to say he was like, he is the GOAT. Um he was just my favorite person on the planet, you know. So when he passed away, that was like the first time I ever cried for a celebrity. So, you know, um, he would be another person I would definitely love to sit at the table with. Um, I feel like I would also love to sit at a table. If I have to just pick somebody right now at this moment. Um, I would pick Angela Bassett. Very random. But just thinking about the Oscars the other day, yeah. just thinking about how 
that victory should have been hers. I would love to get knowledge from someone like her who has been in the uh, film industry for a long time. Um, but, you know, I always wanted to pursue acting here and there. Um, I just never took it serious. I never really got the opportunity to as well. But uh, I feel like I can get a lot of knowledge from her, and I feel like she's a very strong black woman. And I'm very pro-black, so I love to sit there and talk to black people all day. So those would be my three people that I would sit at the table with. Yeah, so I always ask this question to pretty much everybody that comes on, and every time I go, I, it's always, I always have different answers. Um, but one person that mm-hmm. always stays is Janet Jackson. Um, <laughs> and and then thinking now, like, I have a podcast, people can come on, but and I sit back and I'm thinking, like, well, who? The people that I would want on my podcast is not necessarily the person that I would want to sit down and have a conversation with. It's two different things. Um, but Janet Jackson, like, I could care less if I did a podcast with her as long as I got to sit down and just talk to her. Because, I like, she's been through so much. Um, and it's, like, how do you you keep a whole marriage quiet for eight years? Like, you keep a secret. Like, I know there's so much that she has not said. And just even with the whole nipple gate, you know, and, like, everything that she went through for something that really was not her fault. Um, so that's one of them. Um, my other person that I would want to have a sit-down um, dinner with would probably be... Recently, I've been saying Lizzo because I say that Lizzo is not, like, on paper, she's not supposed to win. She's black, she's a female, and she's a, of a heavier set. Like, she's on paper, she's not supposed to win. Um, last person that we right. had that was a black female and heavier was like Kelly Price. <laughs> like we, it's just, it's just not. And she's like one of the biggest artists in the world right now. So, and she just seems so down to earth and chill and cool. Um, and my third, um, I don't know. I can't, I can't think right now. Maybe um, either Jim Carrey or Robin Williams. Um, because I know that they both suffer from, like, some depression and everything, and Robin Williams had committed suicide and everything. So it's it's so crazy to see people that make us happy and make us laugh for a living or struggling so much, you know? Um, so I would want to sit down and just really just pick their brains. And then, if not that, probably a serial killer. I'm not sure which one yet. Um... <laughs> the way you looked at me right now, just because like a serial killer, <laughs> uh, dead, ass, dead ass. Because like I just be like, is it really a mental illness or is it like I really wanted to sit down and have a conversation, just ask them questions. Like I remember I went to Wendy's one day, and I had just came back from Starbucks. I was working at Vans at the time. This was years ago, and I go to Wendy's, and the lady that was giving me my food, she was like an older white lady, and she's all like, "Oh, if I was a serial killer, I'd kill you." And I was like, what? And she's all, no, dead ass. And she's all, because you have a, it was, um, what do you call those things? Uh, air fresheners that was hanging from my thing. And she's like, yeah, I would pick out people that had air fresh. Like, it was so random and so, like, what the, like, bitch, you're crazy. Um, and I was like, oh, well, good thing you're not a serial killer. Like, <laughs> But, like, I feel that, you know, there, we publicize them so much, but we really don't know exactly know why they do what they do and they may not even have a reason but i would love to sit down and just talk to them because nine times out of ten like either they go to jail or they die before we even can you know capture them 
I know I was I agree unorthodox, but yeah, those those are my my answer. Um, so my next question for you is: What mistake do you feel that you make that you keep making though? Um. Okay, so honestly, I am a. A lot of people don't know this about me because I am very private with dating. My my dating life is very private. A lot of people don't even know when I'm actually dating someone. Um, I think I'm very good at that, but the mistake is I kind of let people know that I'm dealing with some type of issue or some type of feeling. I always feel like I need somewhere to run to, and I feel like social media is that place. I hate to say it, and I hate that it has to be the place for me, but, you know, when I'm going through sometimes I've got to go express myself, and sometimes people might look at it as a – Hey, let me see what, you know, let me see what's wrong with him. But some people might look at it and they might be like, well, that's what he gets because, you know, they think about things that I so-called did to them. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I kind of like try to stay away from social media when it comes to my dating life because I don't really want people to know what I'm going through. Um, I feel like I'm very strong-minded, so I kind of get over things very fast. Um, so I would say maybe, maybe I need to stop doing more of this and just keep it at a playing field. Just keep it on a low playing field. Yeah, I used to be the same way back in my younger years. I tell every and then I put names. I'll call people out <laughs> in quickness. Uh, <laughs> I don't do that no more. I don't. I don't do subliminals. I was just talking to my cousin because they posted a subliminal about one of our other cousins, and I'm like, "What would Jesus do?" <laughs> but like on a serious note, I was just telling her, and I was like, "We are too old to be posting subliminals. Either you're gonna." tag them and say their name or you're just not going to say anything at all like just let it ride like they're like well they're posting subliminals and i'm like so you're gonna post them back like it's just stupid um you right at your big age you you're too old to be posting subliminals um but yeah i used to be like that all the time go to social media whether it be twitter or snapchat and just be all depressive or whatever and then the next day i'd be completely fine and <laughs> But, um, so I just literally was like, you know, I need to cut that out. I need to stop. I mean, like, you know, and it's been, um, beneficial for me. For sure. But then again, I, I, when I mean, I don't talk to anybody anymore. Um, that has also helped because <laughs> I ain't got nothing that, like I cut pretty much most of my friends off. Any girls that I was talking to off, I cut everybody off. Um, and I'm living a happier, more simpler life because of that. And the only people that I talk to really are people that, um, motivate me to do better in my life I guess you could say and it's not even things that they say to me but I, I see that they're doing things in their life so that motivates me in its own I would definitely have to agree like when I see somebody doing something positive it just makes me want to be positive um not saying that if I see somebody do something negative I want to do something negative too but uh yeah I just like I mean growing up you kind of I feel like everyone had moments in their life where they kind of just want to be reckless I feel like I was that person a little bit, just a little bit. You know, I might want to be somebody head in or take something from somebody or just do something because I had that power. But you kind of get over that phase. It's almost like a it's almost like a, a woman having a hood fetish. And then when she gets a little older, she realizes, he never treated me right, so why do I keep dating these type of guys? Like, let me go ahead and, you know. So I, I just feel like it's, it's something similar to that. And I feel like that's kind of how, like, how I've risen in life. Um, I just don't want to really be negative, you know. Like I said, like, if you if you get that way with me, we're going to take it there. But 
I'm trying to be positive, so please stay out of my way. <laughs> please. I see now you just block people instead of like going back and forth, so that's progress. Exactly. It's definitely progress because Lord knows. Oh, man. <laughs> Lord knows. So what would you say that you're – well, hold on. Before I ask this question or whatever, why do you think negativity is so – so – I don't know, like it sells. Like before, it was like sex sells, but now it's like drama, negativity sells. Like for instance, what you're saying a female going with someone that's like a you know a bad influence, or whatever she's being with this dude, and that just brought into my mind Krishan Rock and Blueface, and it's so <coughs> negative. It's so much. It's physical violence, verbal. They go back and forth on, and then two minutes later. She's just like, okay, I'm done. I still love you. I want to be like, and I'm just like, he just said that he didn't want to have your baby. He didn't want to have the baby with you. He called you all kinds of bitches and hoes. He said you slept with other people. He done dogged you out, and you're like, what's not click? Like what? What's not clicking? And then this last time, she was saying this stuff, and I said, oh, you know, maybe she got. I got some high hopes for her, and then she done let me down again. <laughs> so why do you think that we buy into that? Because it's it, it's like. Even if we're not uh, trying to, it's just everywhere. You have you can't get away from it. And basically, like what you just said, um, negativity is just everywhere. Um, but if I could answer it honestly, um, in the most shortest form possible, with our generation, we just kind of, I mean, I can't blame it on like the old heads, but we have accepted something so much because people have made negativity feel like a norm, whether it's a relationship, whether it's seeing negative things, we've made it so much of a norm. So people are kind of like entitled to do those things. That's just how I feel. Honestly. Um, it just seems like they always said positive should I'll be the negative, but it seems like nowadays being positive is not getting you nowhere. A lot of people realize that. So it's either, it's up to you to really stay true to yourself or be like everybody else and go be negative to create that controversy. Everybody always knows it's, it's always been like that. Negativity creates the controversy. So now that we've accepted that as a norm, that's why a lot of people are negative all the time. Um, not even just because they want to. They just know that. If I'm negative today, I know that this person, this person, this person is going to say something. Yeah. They need that engagement. So that's how I feel about it totally. Um I don't know how other people feel in their mind when they're doing it. Um, personally, me, I'm not ever trying to like just purposely be negative. But you know, I stay true to myself. You know, I'm just don't make me a target. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just don't make me a target because <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna go there with you, but I just don't make me a target because nine times out of ten, I want to remain positive and I want to be positive. And there's gonna be a day where I'm just never gonna really respond. You know, I know it, it kind of like icks me to not respond sometimes, but some people you could just. You know, they're not worth your time. But sometimes I feel like what I like at is clearing up things. I don't have to clear up anything, especially when I know that it's not real. I do not have to clear that up, but I feel like I like at that. And that is something that I'm working on. So, you know, that's how I feel. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like, I think that a lot of people don't know their worth or know their value. And I feel that sometimes we, like just going back to the blue face and Krishan thing or whatever. And I'm just using them as an example though. Like when they fight, they make money. <laughs> like, so whether I believe the stuff that he says, like 
about her, how he feels. I believe that that's real, but he's not going to go anywhere because he makes money off of her. He makes money, like them arguing makes money. Um, but I feel that like in her standpoint, and just with so many other females and and males that like they stay in certain situations because they don't know their worth. They don't know their value. Like they think that this is the best that they can do somehow in their mind just because of their upbringing or whatever the case is. And it's it's actually pretty sad. But to go on to my, my question that I was going to ask you is, what would you say your greatest accomplishment is? And why? Ooh, my greatest accomplishment. I feel like I haven't even gotten to my greatest accomplishment yet. But I did accomplish a lot of things in life. Um, I just feel like my greatest accomplishment like I said, I haven't achieved this yet. I haven't achieved it yet. Um, but my accomplishment on my uh, dream, my dreams. Like I always had a dream to be an entertainer and to be a wrestler. Um, you don't really hear that from a lot of people these days. Even though we do got wrestlers who play those gimmicks, but I want to be that wrestler that has a music career, like a super successful, succeeding career, and I want to be able to perform wrestling and be like the top star. Like I feel like. That that would just be, you know, I don't even have words for it. I just feel like that would just be out of this world. Um, Are you training? But I have not actually stepped into a ring to train yet, um, which is crazy, you know. <laughs> um, I just, I, I'm just super motivated by just looking, you know, and I know, like, I just know, I'm just gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna be that dude. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm just going to be him. Like, I just know I am. There's nothing that nobody can tell me that's going to make me think otherwise. Absolutely not. I love that. I, um, I've been watching wrestling my entire life. And just not last year, but the year before last, I went to my first event. And I don't know why it took me so long. Because I go to concerts all the time. And they're pretty much, the tickets are pretty much the same. The same price. Um, but I went years ago to SmackDown, and I was like, oh, snaps, like, I need to be closer. <laughs> I was pretty close, but I'm like, I just need to be closer. It, it's so cool to just see everybody else around me's reaction, because even when I go to concerts, I'm like, I don't sing along, I don't, I just, because I'm taking everything in, like, I don't, if I'm singing along, what's the point of me even going to concert? Like, I just stay at home or go to the car and sing. Like, I'm trying to watch the thing. So it may seem like I'm not entertained, but I was just like, it's crazy. And then I remember, like, the ring one was, like, way smaller than I thought it was actually actually was on TV. Um, and even, like, when Seth Rollins came out, his pyro hit, and um, the whole building got so fucking hot. <laughs> like, um, it was just so crazy. So I'm going to stand and deliver because um, it's out in... California and I, I live near LA so I'm going to that this year so I'm super stoked and I my seats are closer than I was before so I'm really uh really really uh excited to see what that's gonna be like um but that's awesome that you those are your dreams and you need to get on it I know there's there's pretty much schools everywhere where you can go on and train you just need to stay true to you so with sure. that I'm going to play another record um Um, and tell us a little bit about this one. This one is Save Me. 
Okay, so the story behind this song is so funny. <laughs> um, you know what? Before I even get into that, I want to give a special shout out to my fans. Um, I don't really like calling people fans. I like calling them supporters. I'm gonna give a special shout out to my supporters because I was scared to kind of put this record out. Um, I was supposed to put this record out as a test record. Um, because I never did a song like this ever in my life. Um, but I always knew I had a range. I just always knew I had a range. But when I was doing music, I never found a song to use my range on. And this was something different. So when I got the opportunity to record on this record specifically, I'm like, I'm about to make this one of my best songs ever. Um, so I put a little test, uh, like a little preview out with an intro to my YouTube and I have so many fans, and I'm not making this up, man. I have so many fans DM me. I have them in my comment section asking me, who is this? What song is this? Yeah, some of them already figured out it was me. They was like, when is this coming out? We need you to drop it. Like, we need you to drop it. We need you to drop it. Come on, Trey, drop this right now. Like, it was making me amped up because I had an album coming out at that time. And like I said, this is going to be a standalone record. But since I got so much positive feedback, I ended up putting it on my album, uh, Hood at Heart. And, uh, yeah, this is one of my most streamed songs on the album, and uh, I just got to say thank you to them. So, shout out to the Valley Nation. <laughs> Here, save me.
I picked that record because it was so different than everything else. And it was definitely giving me, like, yellow card vibe. Like, I don't know. I just fucked with it. <laughs> Yeah, that record. Um, you know what? I actually forgot to tell you too about that record. Uh, I didn't write it specifically about someone, but I uh, I kind of just wrote it about like uh, a lot of people don't understand the story behind the song. Um, every song that I create has some type of story or has a storytelling to it. Um, I thought that it was self-explanatory, but I kind of confused people. I guess um, it's just basically about dating two different type of people with the same outcome. And I'm asking, no matter what type of person you are, can you be that person to save me? And I'm I'm looking for this type of love, and I just want that person to save me. So, uh, you know, you could date someone who comes off, like we said again, you could have someone that you're dating because they have a bad persona and you like that. Then you could date somebody with a good persona because you know that they're better for you. But when it comes to the emotions and everything with dating, you get the same result in the end. But you're just basically asking for that one person to just save your save you from your feelings, save you save you from your thoughts. Um and that's just basically what I uh that was the message that I wanted to put through to that song. Hopefully, you know, your boy Trey is single right now. But hopefully that message, you know what I'm saying? Like hopefully that message go through to somebody. Somebody gonna save me one day and we ain't gonna ever worry about me being heartbroken or having to search for nobody ever again. <laughs> so let's let's hope. I feel that. I feel that. Um, do you would you say that you have a problem with love? Um, I feel like personally, um, a lot of people. I don't know why, but when I tell people I'm a Scorpio, the first thing they say is, "Oh my god, oh my god, we got to get away from you." Like, oh, you, uh, you too, you too bad to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but as far as loving someone, uh. I felt like growing up, when I was a little bit younger, obviously they say when you're young, you're going to obviously, they say you're not ready basically when you're young, you know? So when I was like in my teen years, um, I, I felt like those were the best years because it was so innocent. You know, when I was finding people and being with them, I was so innocent not thinking about somebody else because we were treated to, we were basically treated, um, or I would say we were basically taught to love one person. And growing up since I knew that, it always felt right when I was dating one person. Um, when I got older, after being betrayed by one person every time, now it's kind of hard for me to date. If I'm being honest with myself, I'll like someone, and then when they piss me off a little bit, my feelings go away. And I don't really know what that is. I don't know how to explain it. Um, so, you know, that's all I can say. I, I, I'm the same way. And liked her and everything, and then she disagreed with something that I felt like, how could you disagree with that? <laughs> like, uh, it's a wrap. Like, because the incident was this girl, I had said, so me and my homie, Easton, he said something on Twitter, and I responded back, and I'm like, oh, are you talking about Marissa? And he was like, nah, her too he was talking about people being fake and the reason why I said Marissa's name is because like it was like an inside joke with all of us that we were calling her fake and she knew this so it wasn't like no big deal so I just thought that he was talking about her well evidently I guess he wasn't talking about her no big deal two months later go by and um 
Marissa comes up to me and she's like, "Oh, you, you guys are talking about me on Twitter," and I'm like, "What are you talking about? I ain't no one said nothing about you." Like, because I literally had forgot. And this other girl um, that doesn't even have a Twitter, doesn't have social media at all, happened to get on Twitter, look up my account, and was going through my tweets to find something of relevancy to be able to talk to show somebody to talk shit or whatever. And um, the girl that I was talking to at the time, I'll, she didn't see, any, she didn't think that it was crazy or there was anything wrong with it. So I'm like, how, like, this girl don't even got a Twitter, and she's literally that worried and pressed about what I'm doing that she went and got on Twitter, looked me up, went through my tweets for over two months ago, and then screenshotted it and sent it to this girl to try to cause division or cause a problem when there was none. And you don't see nothing wrong with that. Like, nah, I'm, this is a dub, like, I'm done, like... (laughs) Granted, there was no issue between me and her, but if that's how your mind works, then I, I can't mess with you. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, so, but that's just how, I don't know, that's just how people are. Um, so, my question um, is, what would you say your greatest strength is? My greatest strength, trait-wise, I would say communication. I feel like I gotta talk. Um, it can also be my weakness too, though. Um, the way I may communicate may not seem strong for other people, but I just feel like the more I learn things, the better I become at it. And so I kind of try to learn people. So I would say communication is definitely my top strength. Um, and obviously some people don't like how I communicate because, you know, I come off a bit of blunt. <laughs> so, yeah. Sometimes people can't, can't take the truth. And that's I I try never to sugarcoat anything. If you and I've just learned more so recently, just to not, sometimes not saying anything. Like one of my younger cousins, she just turned eighteen and she's pregnant by somebody that's thirty four. And I'm like, I ain't even gonna say that because she don't she ain't gonna want to hear what I gotta say. <laughs> like, cause I don't even agree with the relationship. Like, there's like what in the R Kelly is going on? Like. <laughs> Because there's no there's no reason why a 34, 35-year-old man has business dating an 18-year-old. Like, he is old enough to be your father. Like, and I just don't. And he already got three other kids. <laughs> so, That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. So I'm just like, you know, let me just not even say nothing until she asks for my opinion. <laughs> because sometimes I, I come off a little strong, but I feel that... People like us that are like that, it, and it's more respected than anything else because a lot of a lot of people out here are just lying and being fake anyway. Yeah. So what would what would you say life is teaching you right now? I've been saying this for the last year, because um, I'm a, I'm big on manifestation. Like I believe if you manifest things, you can get it. And there were so many things that I manifested last year. And I got it, you know, it's it's just so crazy what they say the tongue is very powerful. And we always kind of got a side eye some people when they say shit out their mouths. And I used to look at people like, you crazy as hell if you think, you know, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, like I said, getting older or growing up would sound better. Growing up, uh, you just you take on new chances, you take on new tasks, 
Um, and I was manifesting a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff I was going through for the last couple of years. Um, not even just like in the, in the, I would say like my mental has not always been like the best. Um, but I just felt like I was let down so much in life and I just was thinking about it. Like some things you don't think about at that moment, but like years can pass and you start thinking about stuff. And I feel like that was like something that I was struggling with, but, um, I just, you know, I just basically got older. I started manifesting stuff. I feel like praying a lot more than I used to um, was, I, I feel like that's kind of like helping me move in life. Um, and I can only just hope for more, you know. I just want to keep keep what I got going. So usually people ask you, like, what's the greatest advice you've ever been given? But my question is, what's the worst advice you've ever been given? The worst advice I've ever been given was to be quiet, you know, when I'm speaking a, a topic or a subject that really means something to me. You know, I feel like you're taking something from me when you're telling me to be quiet because this is some shit that I'm really interested in. You're going to tell me to be quiet? I'm going to get disrespectful. I'm going to get disrespectful because <laughs> who are you talking to? <laughs> like, don't ever disrespect me like that. If I let your ass talk, you're going to let me talk too. That's how I feel. So um, I think that was just simply just like that. That's the worst advice somebody could ever told me to be quiet or trying to pull me to the side, telling me you should have handled this better. For who benefit, though? Yeah. If I handled it this way, then they probably be talking shit like, yeah, I made him da 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 da. So I just, I'm just strong on what I I'm just strong on what I believe in. I really am. So if I felt that way and I said that, I really meant that at that time. I'm not gonna apologize for that. Will I feel bad? I probably will. But say something at that moment. I'm not taking it back. I'm very strong on that. I'm very unapologetic to things that I said because if you really made me feel like that, I'm not gonna apologize. A lot of people do not apologize and be. That's what I'm looking for. They're not really genuine when they apologize. People only apologize because A, they either got caught or B, they're doing it just to get a good rep. Yeah. So that's just how I feel. People say things and then they got to hurry up and apologize because they don't want people to view them as this way. I just feel like, hey, if I did something, I'm not going to apologize, but I'm going to be like, I learned my lesson. Yeah. We're going to move on. <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. I, so. yeah, I had an incident for that with one of my friends that we had fallen out and we spoke more so recently yeah, this is what you did. And I'm like, I didn't do none of that. Like, that's what, you, that might be how you feel, but that's not what happened at all. And I was about to like go back and forth and I was like, ah, it don't even, it's not even that serious. Like if you feel that I did that and that hurt you, then I'm going to apologize for how you feel. Granted, I, I personally don't feel that that's an apology. Like if someone comes to me, apologize because they hurt my feelings and they tell me they apologize for how, no, don't apologize for how I feel. Fuck how I feel. Apologize for what the fuck you did. <laughs> but in that instant, I know I didn't do that, but that's just how you feel. So, you know, we're still not going to be cool because I don't want to be cool with you, but I can, I can take that away if that's how I made you feel. Cause I, I never want to make somebody feel a certain type of way. Unless, Absolutely. unless, unless, you know, they did something and I want them to feel a certain type of way. Then that's a whole nother story. Right, right, right. Um, so what's what's next for you with the whole music? I'm gonna play one more one one more of your records, but what's next for you? Like, I know you said you want to be this big artist, or you're no, 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 you're going to be this big artist, and you're going to be this wrestler, the superstar. So what what's next to get into that goal? 
Um, so, um, right now I did say I'm working on my second album. My second album is titled Proceed With Caution. The story behind that, um, you know what? It's, what's crazy is I went through a couple of title changes with the second album because I didn't know what I wanted to title it. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I, I usually come up with titles a little bit ahead of time because I want to stay focused on writing about that topic. But I kind of switched it up a little bit. Um, but my album, my sophomore album is called Proceed With Caution. Um, I gave it that title because, like I said, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life. Um, I look at things differently. I view things differently. I'm a little bit more patient in life. So this it's kind of like me writing to myself, proceed with things, like proceed to things with caution before it turns out a way that you don't want it to turn out. But I'm also giving a message to people that come into my life too. You can't just come into my life and treat it your way. You have to, you gotta be patient. You gotta learn me. You gotta understand why I'm this way. And that's kind of why I gave my sophomore um, album proceed with caution. But I am working on music. Um, I do want this album to come out before the summer. I really, really, really do. Um, like I said, I've been having writer's block so bad, and so I'm trying my best. Um, there's potentially over 20 records, but I do not want to say I'm giving 20 records. We're probably going to be like 10 or 11 records on the album at most. But um, after this album, I am going to do a rock EP because I've been wanting to do it for a long time. So I'm going to do like a little four-song EP for my fans that love Save Me. Um, there was this record that I got. It's not going to be on an album, but there's that record called Girl of My Dreams. And uh, I played a little bit of that for my fans on my Instagram, and they liked it. So I'll probably put that out shortly after my album, and I'm going to get right into my EP, my um, rock EP. I don't have a title or nothing like that, but y'all can stay tuned. Well, let me get into this. This is, I guess, your latest single. Um, and it's called Lovers or Friends. <laughs> So tell us about that before I play it. So lovers are friends. Um, special shout out to the uh, producer, um, CJ on the track. He was only 17 when he made this beat. A lot of people don't know that. Um, but yeah, he's young as hell. A young producer. Um, and when I heard the beat, I always wanted to sample a song. But I didn't know what song to sample. That's the thing. Yeah. So um, it samples Lovers and Friends by Usher and Lil Jon. Um, I had fun. Let's just say I was I was just on, I was just having fun with this record. Off the top of my head, writing things down. I'm just like, this is my best record. Like right now, I feel like strongly like this is my best record. I feel like I've definitely created a lot of magic, but right now is how, how I feel. Lovers and Friends, Lovers and Friends is my best record right now. And um, it's a vibe. Yeah, I really it's definitely a vibe. Do you you write all your own music? I write all my music. Um, when you go to the writer's credit section, um, you can find my lyrics on Genius. You can find some of my lyrics on Apple Music. If you go right into that writer's section, you will see my government name. There's only one name right there. <laughs> um, do you, you? Well, we'll talk offline. <laughs> um, but um, okay. let's get into this record. Lovers and friends. Let's do it. Hey, that's CJ on the track. 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 Hey, that's CJ on the track.
trying to be lovers or trying to be friends Cause real shit, little shawty, this could be the end So tell me what you wanna do and tell me what it is Cause I got a couple bitches ready for the kid Uh, I ain't trying to be cocky, I'm just trying to stay guarded If you been through that heartache, you would do it just like Trey And real shit, I'm trying to lock you up I ain't no nigga who just out here trying to bust a nut See something special about you And I ain't even gonna lack Cause that's what clowns do So baby, keep it to you Wanna be lovers or wanna be friends Cause real shit, love shawty This could be the end, uh You wanna be lovers or wanna be friends Cause real shit, love shawty This just might be the end And I ain't even gonna lie to you Cause I got a plan And if you don't wanna be my missus Then run off with him, uh You wanna be lovers or wanna be friends Cause real shit, love shawty This just might be the end And I ain't even Gonna lie to you cause I got a plan And if you don't wanna be my missus Then run off with him uh, I'm trying to lick all on your ice cream I ain't talking ice cream If you know what I mean We could really be the dream team We could build things But you out here stressing Trying to pick and choose him or me Can you see? I don't want them hoes I'm trying to buy a ring For that precious finger baby girl I want all the strings You could get with him Or you could get with me And like a gas tank I'm on the F-E on the E And I ain't even finna beg you Just to be with with me, cause if you gotta choose, I swear it ain't no choosing me, so keep it G, you wanna be lovers or wanna be friends, cause real shit, love shawty, this could be the end, uh, you wanna be lovers or wanna be friends, cause real shit, love shawty, this just might be the end. Sometimes it's harder for us to tell ourselves what we're thankful for that we've done or what we're proud of ourselves for. So in this moment, I want you to take this time out and give yourself props for anything that you may have overcome or got through and tell yourself how proud of yourself you are. Um, you know what? Um, I'm proud of myself for being able to a lot of people don't know this, but um, like I said, with manifesting last year, um, this vehicle that I have, um, I was able to get my license, uh, get my insurance, put a down payment, and buy a vehicle all in the same day. So I'm proud of myself for that. Um, and I didn't have that much driving experience. Like I've driven when I was younger because I, you know, I wasn't supposed to, but, um, you know, I was driving. Um, but, uh, I told myself, I just woke up one day and I'm like, I'm about to go do this. I just had that mindset. Like I, I, prior to that, I got a permit. I barely used my permit. I used my permit literally like for an hour. So, um, being a little bit older where I'm at now, um, like I said, I had, I didn't have that much driving experience, but like I did all that in one day, and it's just that to me, still to this day, that's so crazy. Like I'm truly a believer. Like if you believe in something, you can do it. And I keep telling myself that, and I feel like it's showing. You know, I, I'm a little impatient with processing things, but I'm not gonna give up on the on what's supposed to take place. You know, so like my music may not have reached where I wanted to reach, but it's going to get there. You know, I have to put out that record that everybody going to be spinning. Yeah, so man. once I get that record out there, everybody going to spin. 
Trey Ballet is going to be somebody that y'all going to know. For sure. Well, tell the people where they can find you if they are not already following you. Well, you know, you can follow your boy um, at Trey Ballet. That's T-R-E-Y-B-A-I-L-E on Instagram. Uh, you can subscribe to me on YouTube. You can follow me on TikTok. Uh, my Twitter handle is Trey Ballet TV. Um, I mean, if y'all want my Snapchat or whatever, you can just go ahead and, you know, DM me. I'll give it to you. Uh, um but yeah, that's pretty much where y'all can find me at. Um, I'm sure other social medias will pop up, but those are the main social medias that I'm on right now. Perfect, perfect. And is there anything last things that you want to say to your supporters? Um, I just want to say if you are supporting me, keep supporting me. No, I'm just playing. Um, if you're supporting me, I really appreciate it. Uh, um, I've been through a lot. You know, some people are very thoughtful when it comes to the way that I am. Um, I have a lot of supporters who know when I'm going through a lot and I appreciate them. Some people don't think about other people's feelings and I, and my whole message that I want to send to y'all is think about other people's feelings before you put your own feelings into it. Um, and I feel like I just want y'all to remain positive, you know, like there's too much bad already going on in the world. Let's talk about something new. Let's talk about where we want to go. Um, so if you are supporting me, I appreciate you. And I also appreciate you for even having me on here. Um, I've always wanted to do something like this, and um, I finally got the opportunity, so I definitely couldn't turn it down. I appreciate you. At all. Well, thank you. This was another great podcast. Um, and y'all already know where y'all can find me at Terrell Garnett underscore on all social platforms, or you can check out my website, terrellgarnett.com. And we will see you guys next time. And that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett. We'll catch you next time.